Welcome to Failing Like Champions with Matt and George. This is your, this is our second episode. We're off to a great start. We're bringing in some great guests. We've already had some amazing people uh, talk to us and get this thing off. So tell everybody the premise of the show, Matt. Well, life has a way of taking a sucker punch, knocking you on the canvas, and you have a choice. You can either lay there, give up, and quit, or you get an opportunity to get back up, do it again, and go another round. And okay. in our experience, everybody who's been successful in life, created a great business, created opportunities for themselves, their family, and their loved ones, mm-hmm. has always gotten back up one more time than they've gotten knocked down. That's right. And so you've got that choice, and we're going to talk about those choices, along with some fun stuff along the way. Right. One of our postal boys is Rocky. You know, he's like the postal boy for getting his ass kicked and triumphing in the end. I like to talk about Rocky every chance I get, because he did take some lumps. I actually watched Creed 2 over the weekend. Great movie. Both of the Creed's are great. Um, loved the first Creed. Loved the premise. The acting I thought was great. The cinematography, fantastic. Sure. The second one let me down a little bit. It was not It was not up to par of the first one, for sure. I thought uh, Rocky's performance kind of tugged on my heartstrings a little bit. The and first one? The second one. Okay. Rocky's performance in Creed 2. Okay. I thought the second Creed was not as good of a movie as Creed 1. No. Not close. But, uh, yeah, Stallone's performance tugged the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. Made me think about my dad, those relationships. Yeah. Really think they dropped the ball with Dolph Lundgren and Victor Drago. I think mm-hmm. they could have done a lot more with that. Mm-hmm. Brigitte Nielsen makes like two five-second cameos. That's all we needed from her. Yeah. Well, it turns out the whole movie was about Victor Drago missed his mommy. I think it was mostly because he, uh, the way that they treated him after he lost to Rocky was pretty interesting. <laughs> was kind of like one of those things you're like, man, damn, this, this rushes are cold. Literally and figuratively. Russia is cold. <laughs> yeah, man, they're like, ah, oh, you lost a Rocky, man, fuck you, go be a poor person. Never started land war in Asia, George. I'm not familiar with that reference. Uh, it's Princess Bride. Mm. It's also a little bit of art of war sprinkled on you there. <laughs> a little bit of Vietnam and Korea, too. But speaking of land war in Asia, having nothing to do with that whatsoever. You've uh, been reading a little bit about Uber and their California adventures. Uber just uh, recorded some tremendous losses in the third quarter, man. Mostly COVID related. It was Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. They've all recorded great losses in the third quarter. Which I don't Um, get how DoorDash has recorded a bunch of losses. Everybody had food delivered during the pandemic. I don't think they <clears throat> made the kind of money that they should have made, I don't guess. Maybe, maybe a little overspend on the marketing? Maybe a little bit uh, giving away a lot of free stuff, too, uh, trying to get deals with people. There's a lot of competition in that in that space. There's not just DoorDash. There's Grubhub. There's Uber Eats. There's a lot of competition Postmates. in that space. So a lot of people did order food, but they did have more choices than just uh, DoorDash. Uber is not... Uh, California uh, has backed off of trying to make Uber employees W-2s for a while. I don't know if that's temporary, uh, but I think in the in the midst of all of this COVID stuff, man, it's not a good time to be suing corporations that are losing money. That's my opinion. It's not a good look. It's definitely not great optics from the state of California, but I think people also have to understand the way you classify the people that work for you has tremendous impact, not just on your day-to-day, but on the state governments and the way that your business is taxed. Right. Now, we're not here to give a primer on trying to classify people as independent contractors or employees, <clears throat> but the amount of revenue a state generates when you are a W-2 employee versus an independent contractor. It is much better. Well, it's tremendous for the state. Sure. Not to mention, you know those Uber drivers weren't paying state self-employment tax. No. They were writing everything off. But, uh, oh, I had to kill the fly that was on my dashboard. That's 75 cents. Well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You gotta get that thing re-waxed and polished. Yeah, yeah. I will say that from when I first started riding Uber until now, I took one trip during the pandemic. I had to get on a plane, mm-hmm. take some Ubers around. 
The service has just really gone downhill. Oh god, yeah, they don't even have water anymore. What the well, hell? Yeah, when I first took my first Uber, like I got in, the seats were polished and nice, and it smelled like roses. The car guy gave me a bottle of water, asked me if I needed like a rub down, yeah. if I, you know. The cars were all nice too. Cars were super nice. Cars were like, I think, I think when Uber first started, the car can be more than three years old. Well, my last Uber. Uh, was a Toyota Tercel, which I'm not sure what year <laughs> they, they stopped stop making, making those. In like, like 1987. 96, I think, dude. And the guy had taken saran wrap and put it between <laughs> the front seat and the back seat. It wasn't like a plastic screen. It was shield. just saran wrap. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then... You're he, making this up, right? No, I am not. This is a true story. And then when I got out of the car, he asked me for a tip. And I was like, well, you know, it all goes you to the, the app, on the app. And he's like, no, how about a little bit for the service? I'm like, the saran wrap service? Like, what are we talking about here? And he got mad at me and gave me a bad review <laughs> from just because I sat in his back seat and I didn't tip him through the saran wrap when he was done dropping me off with a tub. That's awesome, dude. So it's, uh, that is there awesome. is something to be said for the service that people get when they're using your app right. or working with your company. And you just can't replace good customer service cannot. no matter what. And if you build your company on that and that goes away, you know, it's an insult to the consumer. You're setting us up. <clears throat> you said, oh, this is great. Because if every one of my, every one of my drivers has to have four and a half stars, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Saran Wrap dude couldn't have four and a half stars. I cannot imagine that he did. I know they don't care. They just want warm bodies, and they 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 didn't respond to. I don't think they responded to the growth very well. Well, an Uber shifted from a particular culture mm -hmm. where it is this white glove, high level service. We're going to make this a great situation. You can get that, but you're going to pay more. Whoever, whoever thought whoever thought that would be a business model that would work. You know, oh yeah, we're going to send some random dude to pick your daughter up and take her to. To the club. Well, there are some other issues. No, that we're going to send some. Yeah. We're going to send some random dude to pick your daughter up from the club after she's been drinking all night, and bring her back to her apartment where she lives by herself. That's our business model. Are you in or out? <laughs> well, it changes if they've got a sticker on the windshield, doesn't it? Oh yeah, the sticker means all the difference in the world, right? It's the shield of protection. <laughs> uh, you know, like like in New York, where they had to put uh, you had to put your ID in the middle of the console when you got in there. Your you know, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh. No, I'm good. I don't think he would have bugged your daughter. No, he probably wouldn't. My son would probably be in a oh, whole yeah. lot more danger. He's an afternoon snack. He's got sure. a big butt. Um, so. <laughs> Jamie, that one was for you. <laughs> yeah, man. So I think California's doing the right thing. Uh, kudos <laughs> to them for backing off of Uber and not pursuing this, which I thought was ridiculous in the first place. I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's actually probably the right thing to do. It's a money grab. Well, it's a money grab, but I think it's also the right thing to do. But if you can regulate a company by making sure its employees are doing the right thing, then you can protect the consumer. And that's the thing, right? Is if you tell somebody where, when to be a place, where to go, how to behave when you get there, that's an employee, not an independent contractor. Yeah. And so Uber should be paying that money into the tax system. And I don't think California's done. I think they're just calling a timeout. I think that's what's happening, too. Mr. Slaughter, do you know what's special about the 5th of November? No, I don't. Well, the 5th of November does commemorate the failed Guy Fawkes plan to overthrow the English government and blow up Parliament. Oh, yeah. But, I, I more importantly, that. November 5th is the day that Doc Brown invented time travel. Doc Brown, my man. Slipped off the toilet, hit his head on the sink, visualized the flux capacitor. And here we are. Hell yeah, still stuck in the future. <laughs> Marty McFly fucked us all. He didn't tell us about this COVID and this Trump thing. How do you know that Marty McFly didn't come back in time, set COVID in place to save us from something? Uh, what? I don't know. Sex with random people? 2020 ain't over yet, buddy. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's been over. <laughs> it's just it's just still on the clock. <laughs> but uh, I'm a I'm a movie guy. I love movies, and I think Back to the Future is the perfect movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it was a good one. It was a good one. When I first went to see Back to the Future, I was totally pissed. Pissed? Yes. Why were you pissed? Because I thought it was going to be a sci-fi movie, not some kid going back to play guitar with his parents. You know, I thought I was really hyped up, like. 
looking at this cool machine, and I thought it was gonna be like time travel, and it was gonna be like all of these, you know, it's just gonna be a true sci-fi movie, and it ended up turning out to be, oh, let me go back and uh, rehook my parents up. <laughs> I thought it was pretty sufficiently sci-fi. And then the mother... It's like light and airy and warm-hearted. It was a good movie once I got past my, you know, my my initial pestivity. Pestivity? What? (laughs) Run that one by me again? You You know when you're pissed off? That's called a state of pestivity. Right. I was literally, I was literally disappointed at first. I, I appreciate the new vocab word. I would. I'm, I'm going to work, work that in a conversation this week. Yeah. I wanted it to be more of a, you know, I thought when I thought Back to the Future and I saw the cool car and Marty McFly on the cover, I really thought I was getting a true, like Star Wars type of Steven Spielberg rendition of something a lot more futuristic and robots and all this other stuff. And I get there and it's... There were no robots. No, there was no robots. This guy went back in time to do what? I don't remember. Like, rehook his parents up. That's really what he ended up doing. And turning Biff into a punk. If you remember, he didn't necessarily want to go back in time. He went back in time to save Doc Brown, but they messed up on when they set the date to go back in time to. Correct. Going back to hook up his parents was an accident. Correct. And he created the problem that he had to solve right. by changing the past, which right. then adjusted his future. Sure. So it was, I think, again, tightly written, great dialogue, memorable one-liners. Yeah, sure. Fantastic cast. Fantastic movie. So again, I don't disagree. I think it goes down as one of the closest to perfection movies you can come up Ooh, with. Wow, that's a lot. I mean, plot holes? I don't see any. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, time Face- travel itself is a plot hole. It's always the questions of how does this work and how does that work. Every every time you bring time travel into a movie, there's always going to be questions of how and why it works. 100%. Right? But And I hate time travel or amnesia as a plot device. Amnesia. Ugh. Unless the movie is about time travel or specifically amnesia, it's dumb. Yeah. And that is a cop out in weak writing. And we should throw it away. But if the movie Butterfly is about, that's what the movie is about. It drags on a little bit. I like it. It was decent. Good. But like twelve months. Groundhog right? Day. Groundhog Day. I'm not even sure what that's not time travel. I don't know what you call it. It's yeah. not the opposite of that. Yeah. It's like time stuck in time re- reversal. Re- time time looping. I mean, they literally call it Groundhog Day because the movie created the syndrome of Groundhog Day, of deja vu. Yeah. You play out the same day. Everywhere, over and over again. But yeah, 12 Monkeys, Back to the Future, love time travel movies that are about time travel. I'm kind of on the fence about Looper. I go back and forth on whether I like it or I hate it. Yeah, you have to watch it a couple times. There are some weird loopholes in Looper that they can't explain away based on their own universe and rules that they created that's the thing is if you create a rule in a time travel movie you got to follow that rule well they screwed up they screwed terminator up so many different ways and so we can't eat that'll be a whole segment in the avengers endgame even after they explained to you about what they were about to do it still didn't make any sense no i honestly i feel like the avengers dropped the ball so hard after building up to it for so long with so many great movies and then there's just like "Mm, time travel (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, time travel. And we'll do that. And let's go back even further in time to fix up the shit that we just fucked up in the present of the fast of the future. And again, like at that point, you're trying to use straws and connect a diagram and it falls apart. Right. And Brad Pitt slaps you across they the They felt like champions. I don't know, like champions. <laughs> well, they made a lot of money. One of the things about Back to the Future that is just undeniable is I think the star of the movie is the car, the DeLorean itself. Yeah, which they made like eight of. They made a few more than eight. I know. So my sophomore winter dance, I drove a DeLorean to Get the out dance. of here. Yeah. Get out of here. My neighbor was a car guy. He owned a bunch of gas stations, loved classic cars, and he was restoring this DeLorean. Never really got it to run right. There was a huge carburetor problem oh, yeah. with those cars. Yeah, those cars and were trash. And he had the same problem. They were trash. But it ran for one night. Took a young lady, uh, pretty uneventful for me, other than I got to drive the DeLorean. And the doors went up. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, what, 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 hold up, man, you were in middle school? 
High school. High school? High school. Sophomore? Yeah. What were you expected to happen? You were like 15, 16. Well, you thought you were gonna get. You thought you were gonna get something. Didn't you? I didn't know. But again, the highlight of the night was the car. Of course it was. I, the car, the car should have helped you close. I would have to sit down and really think about what that girl's name was. Mm. But I always remember that car. Oh, I'm sure. We've kind of got a little bit of debate here in St. Louis. I think kind of across the country in the sports world. Okay. You've got a lot of these superstars. I mean, future Hall of Famers, maybe some guaranteed Hall of Famers. They're at the end of their career. Their contracts are up. Sure. Do we re-sign these guys? Do we not re-sign these guys? Do we let them test free agency? So kind of nationwide, one of the big stories this past offseason was Tom Brady, right? Yep. Patriots don't re-sign him. He goes to Tampa Bay. A lot of people mad about that. Sure. Locally. Especially since the Patriots are losing. Well, Patriots are losing now, and Tom Brady won them a couple of Super Bowls. Uh, just a couple. But you know what? I think, I think for Tom Brady, it worked out great because... Now it, it was always Brady Belichick, and was Belichick behind his success? And then he goes to an obscure Tampa team, which is loaded with weapons. Don't get me wrong; they were loaded with receivers. Not to mention they're getting Antonio Brown, and he brought Gronk back. He's looking like a freaking he's he's solidifying his goat status. <coughs> I mean, by going to Tampa. Shaky, yeah, but, but I mean, they they got the number one offense in the league right now. And so, you know, they're throwing up points, he's scoring, they're winning. They're in the league where he, where he gets to play Drew Brees twice a year, and, you know, or duel it out with him. Tom Brady is probably one, and Drew Brees is probably 1A as far as quarterbacks over the last 20 years. Um, you know, and I think that's debatable, but Brady takes the Buccaneers of the Super Bowl. Win or lose. He's the GOAT. Solidified, no question. He's already solidified, but... This is just this is just some extra funk on it, okay. you know. You know, but just you know, put some extra stank on it. Like, hey, I'm the goat. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave, and then Belichick's gonna lose, and I'm gonna go to Tampa and go to the NFC Championship. It ain't Montana. They're not going to Super Bowl. It ain't Montana going to the Chiefs. It ain't Montana going to the Chiefs. It ain't Emmitt Smith going to Arizona. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, did, there's a bunch of bad stories like that. He just and that's the scary. Fast, yeah. That's the scary part, you know. Uh, Montana leaving and going to the Chiefs, but they won. They they do they did. They I mean, they, they made ele- the He elevated the Chiefs. I think they to made the playoffs. playoffs. I think they yeah. made the playoffs when he was there. It just didn't seem right. It didn't feel right. It, I mean, for the fans, you know, it still feels weird to me. But, to see you, Brady in a Bucks uniform. But when you when you look at the most successful franchises in sports, they keep their superstars until the freaking end. Well, the Lakers, the Yankees. You know, they, you know, Jeter never played in a different uniform. Magic never played in a different uniform. Kobe never played in a different uniform. Bird. Once Kareem got there, Don't he never played. Don't forget the white guy. Uh, I, the, the Boston Celtics, yes. They Say his name, George. Larry the Bird Man. <laughs> Gosh. He was legend. Larry Legend. That's mm-hmm. what they call him. Absolutely. He was a damn good basketball player. Best trash Top talker five. ever. I don't know about that. Dude, you should ask those guys. I know he could talk trash. Jordan talked trash too, but I think, I don't know. I think Reggie Miller might be, might be oh, the winner. I think Reggie will admit that Bird I, out trash talks him really? every night. Oh, you think so? There's some interesting interviews out there about Larry Bird. Uh, yeah, like, I won't doubt it though. Apparently a bunch uh, of those guys in the Eastern Conference just hated him. Oh, I'm sure. Because he talked trash and then like yeah. throw the dagger at him. Yeah, but I, I, I think that from, from as, as a homer, <clears throat> I would be very disappointed if yet to see Yachty in a different uniform. I was going to say, speaking of homers, we got two Cardinal superstars. They're hitting free agency, Yachty or Molina, Adam Wainwright. There's a very good chance they aren't Cardinals next year. I ain't worried about Wainwright. He's a pitcher. Yachty is Yachty. No, Wainwright's won you two World Series. Yachty's been here for... I would rather see. I would, I would. I would rather see them give him two more years, give him two more years, bring up the new kid, and let Yachty ride off into the sunset and retire. Well, and I guess that's you know, the. I question, mean, we let right? Pujols go, which didn't turn out to be that bad, because he kind of fell off when he got there uh, to to Anaheim. Uh, that's, I guess, the real. And that question. was a lot of fucking money they paid him. Do these franchises they spend the money? They keep that roster spot that's keeping a young, promising guy down. Right. They spend the playing time on a guy who's at the end of his career. But he's still productive. Yachty is still productive. I don't know that you can say exactly the same for Wainwright. We had a super short season. He threw a lot of good innings for us in this, like, 50-game triple header COVID year. But 
you know, Adam Wainwright ain't throwing 95, 98 miles an hour anymore. I think, I think, I think in Yachty's case, uh, in both cases, um, I think under the circumstances, since their productivity is not what it used to be, I think it needs to be a little bit of give and take. You know, well, those guys I don't think, want to give; they just want to take because they feel like they've given for years already, and they feel like this is their time to I, take. I, I think, I think there, there's some room there. I think there's some room there. I, I, I would. I've seen some. I've seen some things in the last six or seven years, especially where we've had we've negotiated and we've gone to the limit of what we could spend for certain guys, and they would they literally jump ship for you know one percent more. Well, supposedly we lost Petrangelo over a do not move clause versus a do not trade clause. A do not move clause. What does that mean? He still got to live in Ladue. Uh, <laughs> well, I think he'd probably be okay living in Ladue. But a slight difference in a sports contract that's allowed under the CBA. And the do not trade means you literally can't trade a guy straight up. Right. Do not move means you can't take him off of that first team, first roster, no matter what. Ooh. So, for example, this year, Vladimir Tarasenko, we moved him to essentially the unable to perform list. We are able to drop him from the roster. His salary didn't hit the salary cap. Again, shortened season, so the rules were a little screwy. But the Blackhawks used to do this, like clockwork, every year for the playoffs. They would drop certain guys and then overload during the playoffs that they normally would be above the salary cap. But now they have this essentially all-star team going into the playoffs mm -hmm. that they didn't play the whole season with. Okay. And so there's some gamesmanship there. But if this do not move went into place, it would limit your ability to do a lot of those things. You know, it's a benefit to the organization. The player usually would understand. But yeah. Supposedly, Petrangelo insisted on it. And I saw a lot of festivity coming from Blues fans on that one. Festivity? <laughs> is, is that like an S-S-E-D or do you sneak a T in Pistivity. there somewhere? Pistivity. 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 Yeah, P-I-S-T-I-V-I-T-Y. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why the organization wants to get some of that cash off the books, mm -hmm. create room for young guys to come up. Sure. But do the, does the organization owe these superstars loyalty of that one more contract? They do not. Nobody owes anybody anything in business. No, even after years of loyal service? Uh, you, they, are, they are owed what is on their contract. Once that expires, the owing part is over. Brutal. It is. Brutal. That's just life, my man. That's just life. As a fan, I feel we owe them. As a businessman, I understand that we don't. And I, I certainly see both perspectives. As a fan, I want to see loyalty from the player. I also expect the club to show some loyalty to their loyal servants that have been there for decades. Oh yeah, well see that's the thing though. Is a business owner I think there is no loyalty. Know. It's not show friends. It's, it's show, show business. business. I yeah, but I think good business also understands who to bring into the circle of trust. Well and bring some loyalty to the table. The only thing that That's the how only, you build culture, right? Yeah. Do you want to be the cold culture of Do you wanna be do you wanna be done? Do you want to be like, you know, Ali passes prime trying to fight Larry Holmes? Yeah, he you know, wants to. That's the problem. That's the that's the chance you're taking. So you, there's two chances that you take in these in these things, right? The young kid who performed for you, you know, through that rookie contract that you're about to bless with hundreds of millions of dollars, who may stop performing once they get that, and the old guy who has done well for you. But you know he's falling off a cliff, and that can happen at any time. And you're going to you're going to bet on him. Those are the two biggest chances that you take as a general manager and as a as a franchise. Hundred percent. I think there is some benefit to the organization to extend that contract to show that loyalty. So I think it shows those young guys like, hey, if you perform, if you bleed. For it the also club, shows your the fan base. going to bleed a little bit for you. You know, it, it, it can also galvanize your fan base a little bit. I you think know? if they let Yachty walk, you're going to see a lot of fans upset. Oh, of course. And I don't know if that means lower ticket sales, but it runs the risk of lower ticket sales. It does run the risk of lower ticket sales. He's got the, probably the number one jersey sell. He's probably got the, easily easily the number one jersey sell in in, in, yeah. in the franchise. I don't see any Kisner jerseys at the ballpark. I don't see any. Yeah, I see Wainwright very little. I see more Wayno than Kisner. It's, there's, there, you know, Yachty's a staple in this in this community. Hundred percent. You know, everybody knows where he lives. Oh, so that came out a lot creepier than I think you meant it. To no, I did. 
Like, if you're like selling maps, like on the street corner, like, oh, Yachty's house. Yeah, Yachty's house. Let's go to Yachty's. No, I meant that in the, I meant that in a good way. I feel like we should like call. Everybody knows where Ozzy Smith lives. You're, you know? not, you're not helping right now, man. I just, what is it? This is our community, dude. You know, everybody. Yeah. Ask me that address. <laughs> we know but what you're right. community like People know these anyway. guys live here. They care about this community. They're part of this community. Sure. We don't necessarily go to their house and stand in the bushes at night. No, we're not doing that. But he's a part of the community. That's my point. Speaking of the community, we've uh-huh. got another member of the community with us today. I think it's time for our guest. Bring him up. Tell me who our guest is. Our guest today is a U-City native. He has performed with Jamie Foxx at the Laugh-A-Palooza Tour. He is a performer and a writer for BET's Comic View. He is one of the stars of the Bad Boys of Comedy from P. Diddy. He is a regular on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I'd like to welcome Darius Bradford to the show. Of course. <laughs> of course, and I feel welcome, guys. Darius, thanks for coming on today, man. You know, well, we're on right, 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 right. If we, get, if we shake Social on distance. camera, let me tell you something. They're going to send the feds here. He's like, whoa, they're shaking. The humans are touching. <laughs> what in the world is happening? We got humans touching. Black and white people coming together in actual <laughs> physical contact. What the hell is going on? I guess Biden. Did win. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We definitely don't know yet. Yeah, we do. I haven't got the tape measure. We don't know by twenty twenty four who won this election. Uh, right. We don't know anything. This is taking longer than ever. I'm already. I'm already. You know. I've, I've never seen. I've voted for Kanye, so it don't matter. I've never seen anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am tickled pink that the fate of the country's highest office lays in the hands of Reno, Nevada. Reno, Reno. Nevada. Biggest little city in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That is something. Yeah. Isn't that something? It is. That's what it the, came down to? To the devil's place. Essentially, yeah. Basically. Wow. Well, not really. There's uh, other computations, but okay. it takes Reno, Nevada. I was I was actually trying to, I was actually planning a trip to Reno in February. Why? It's all part of my golf in all 50 states, so I figured I can go to Reno and play Nevada and California in the same weekend. You gotta get like the five dollar seafood buffet oh. while you're there. Yeah, well, you know. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Got to you? do what you gotta do. There's a lot of reasons not to do that in Reno, Nevada. <laughs> there's, no, like, there's no ocean in Reno. It's sort of an ocean. I kind of call it the ocean uh, uh, of politics. That's what it's called. The WAP. Are you all familiar with WAP? <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, that's what this the, this is. This is what it's come down to. The WAP. The, this election the, the is based WAP? came down to the WAP. Wisconsin, Arizona, and Pennsylvania. Oh. That's what I mean. <laughs> Who would thought that the WAP I was, was like, <laughs> she had me leaning back. Yeah, you uh, like, man, 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 That's what it is. Yeah, I like it. Very, I'm very nice. You know what they should have done? To expedite this, you could have uh, just called it the Paul, though. The, the, they could have just <laughs> <laughs> the Paul. Yeah, he, he would have had the same effect, though. Yeah. I got you. They should have had it. You know, we could have expedited this, this counting ordeal if they just. Sometimes you have to go back to basic measures, and it was always something out there. You know who they should have used to uh, for the count. Chick-fil-A drive-through attendance. Because let me tell you something. Uh, uh, that man, uh, uh, Trump, would have been out of, uh, that, uh, uh, out of the White House that night. Because that Chick-fil-A drive-through crew know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. And it's their pleasure. And they move with it's precision. It's their pleasure. That's they it. They move with precision. Yes, and they, they know you by name in a matter of seconds. Oh, and they, they smile. Well, I was thinking they just make a ring to Sesame Street, bring the count in, he just runs. Right. I honestly believe when I go to heaven, I'm going to get greeted by a Chick-fil-A employee. Yeah, they they gotta be there. <laughs> Welcome, be, sir. Right. And they're gonna see how many extra Chick Fil A sauces you right. have. Unless I go to heaven on a Sunday. Oh, now that's it. Now you were destined for heaven, and then that Chick Fil A is running the pearly gates, and you down on a Sunday. You're like, oh man, they're closed. <laughs> I get it. That's oh right. man, purgatory it is. Yeah. So Darius, you've been a comedian for 20 years. Yes, 20 plus. Tell us about this journey. Uh, it is a journey, just like anything I equated to athletes uh, coming into the league, and then you get to play. Sometimes it's a struggle, and every now and then you'll be sent back down. <laughs> and then, but then you come up, and it's you know through the process. Fortunate for me that stand up has a longer uh, life than most uh, careers. Whether it's, it's something like golf, you know, you get to play later, and it's sometimes that's greater. Yeah. And you know that's where I'm at. You know. I 
get my uh, second run at the mm. Masters, and you know, yeah, you I, know. there's a lot of comedians that I watched growing up that they really didn't hit until they were in their 40s and 50s, yeah. like Robin Harris, yeah, Robin like Harris with a spoon. You know, yeah. you know, John Witherspoon did it for a yeah. long time and before I knew people John. really knew who I he was. I know all the guys, but R.I.P. to that brother. You man. know what the D. best part? The beauty of it, and and this is why I have a better time with it, and I think it should be the standard for a lot of careers. Don't try to, you know, excite, be excited or live for the moment. Just do it as you go. Live right in it, mm -hmm. and then there's no like, yo, when I get this movie, or yo, when I do this, or yo, when I get that, that's going to determine my moment. So I don't live like that. So I've been successful the moment I've started pursuing my dreams, and then mm -hmm. you live like that, you know, not to be you know, unfunny right now, but yeah, I you, think that's you, what it is. You got a natural gift, and you get to share that, mm -hmm. and you just, you know, you were the ultimate you know, the ultimate example, man, because, you know, I figured this out like three years ago and I, it started me on my journey. I didn't want to be just do something that made me happy. Right. I wanted to get paid to be myself. OK. Yeah. Right. I yeah. just wanted to get paid to be me. Yes. Like being on this podcast. I'm just yeah. being me. That's why. Right. right? It's usually yeah. people giving him money to go away. Right. <laughs> but now he's a yeah. his own way. Now. Yeah. I mean, but I'm happy, man. I'm happy. Like you said, you, you're happy where your feet are. Yep. You know, yeah. wherever your feet are, that's your, that's where you're supposed and to that's, be. That's the only place. And you because can. if you live like that, if you live from from excitement to excitement, from goal to goal, from dream to dream, you're never going to be happy when you get there. Never. It's always going to be you're always going to be looking up at something bigger yeah, and shinier. Forever going to be looking up, and that's why you have to. That's why I say you have to live the moment you hit the stage, and, mm -hmm. and metaphorically speaking. And we get a chance to hit the stage all the time and perform with our kids and yep. perform with our families and sit in a Chick Fil A drive through. <laughs> that's one of the it best times. It do a podcast with the fellas during a time where we're supposed to be uh, divided. Yet yeah, we are here. And right. Right. Man, sure. you have to live. You really have to, you know, grasp. What's the, what's the what's the biggest and the smallest crowd you've ever performed for? You know, of course, uh, some places on the road, you'll go in and you'll hit a bar and it might be uh, eight people there. <laughs> eight, like you two know, of them are passed yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> and three of them work there. <laughs> You're like, what the hell is this? But, you know, the promoter is adamant and he's still just, you know, you just want to just say, can I just pay y'all not to have me up on the thing? <laughs> and they like, yeah, coming up next. And they do it big and they don't understand the psyche of it. And they expect this rowing moment. And that's, you know, and then you do that. I was out with the, I was the youngest, but, you know, I, I've been writing. So with the Kings of Comedy. So I've toured with the Kings of Comedy and, uh, you know, all the private planes and, and jets. That's what I mean about success. People don't, I cannot discount that as not being successful just because it wasn't my ticket. If you're a part of success, it's yours too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, with Bernie Mac and Steve Harvey and the likes of that, you know, I played every Fox Theater in the country. A lot of people don't know that Fox Theaters are throughout the country and they're designed and developed by the same people. Mm -hmm. so did you know that? I didn't know that. knew about the one here and the one in Atlanta. No, the one in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they got the same premise. Of course, the, the entries are different, but for the same energy backstage, all mm -hmm. the greats signed the walls. So mm -hmm. I like that. I've done them. Like, even St. Louis Fox Theater still thrills me. Mm -hmm. If you ever go on a Fox Theater tour and walk through the passageways of, uh, oh, wow, really? you know, you're going to say, what? Man, when I was a kid, we didn't go nowhere near the Fox. Right. That's <laughs> like Escape from New York, man. Man, yeah. you went to see Escape from New York at the Fox? Yeah. We well, the Escape from New York was the Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were referring ah, to reference. That's funny. <laughs> I thought he was referring That's funny, man. That, that was where all the yeah. black exploitation movies were. Yeah. Yeah. People we don't even Fox. know that the Fox was a movie. You went to the Fox to fight, to fight, you know, fight over girlfriends. And, yeah. You know, did, was, you, where, or, did you ever go to the Fox where, when it was a uh, movie theater? That's what I'm talking there? about when I was a kid. Really? When I, when, yeah, you had a chance to experience yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the How Fox. How about you? When I was a kid, you just stayed away from that whole part of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The Fox yeah. was a dump, yeah. man, back in the 70s and the yeah, 80s. Yeah, they let it, had, it, 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 it dive. It really took a dive. They, it, took, they spent a lot of money bringing yeah, that back. Just as they did with uh, Peabody. Peabody Opera House, which is now something Stifle? else. Stifle? Stifle Theater. Uh, yeah, Stifle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Stifle? they just, yeah. I yeah. performed that. Yeah, I've been, I've yeah. did, I did the thing, so. Right. I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm very fortunate. 
about you. That's why comics don't need to be the funniest. They just need to be the best them. And that's why a lot of comics Dave, criticize. Man. Dave Chappelle for Dave me. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Exactly. He's he, just being Dave. Just being Dave. I don't consider Dave as one of the f explosive funny comics. No. Where you get up and run out and be like, shit, no. <laughs> oh, hell no. Dave ain't finna hide you do no leg kicks and shit. Right, Dave ain't finna hide you thinking and all that. Yeah, that's Bernie. They, it's the, Bernie finna hide you running and, floor, yeah. and all that. Yeah. So, yeah, but Dave, uh, uh, Dave sure Chappelle is a different, yeah. Now we know Robin is sort of stand-ups and his, 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 Thing, his out of check this out his out of space type of mentality. He was definitely and when angry. you go back, take that yeah. and then go back to Mark and Mindy and say, "Ah, oh, that was him. That, that was him. That was actually that was actually him. him. That was his yeah. freedom. He was yeah. so glad yeah. to nanu nanu your ass. Right. So, so <laughs> he was like, "Oh my God, I found someone to accept me as the alien that right. I am. I get to be an alien. Yeah, yeah, I'm I get right to at be home. A, right. a, someone weird. I get to play right. out of my mind, and right. that's who I am. Right." It, it, I was uh, so recently, and I watched pretty much every episode they released so far. On Showtime, they're doing this thing about the Comedy Store. Yes. Mm -hmm. Out in L.A. Yeah. And the, the, the uh, Paulie Shore's mom was the, the one. The owner. Yes. yes. And uh, so they're they're doing they're going back, man. And most people don't remember Robin Williams as a stand-up. Yeah. You know, you know just but a triple three. he came up with all of those guys, and he would. Robin Williams would go up on stage with the other comedians while they were doing their sets and just jump in and just start doing shit. Right, and hang out and just and, amplify it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Jim Carrey would tell you, man, he's like, dude, Robin Williams gave him the license to be who he was. That's it. You can, see, you, that, you can see it. You can see that trigger yeah. of, of what we deem as foolishness or the right to be on at any time. Right, and free. just be stupid. And that's what life is. You yeah. have to do, you, you on borrow time here so you don't have time to borrow. Mm -hmm. So you have to be about life because yeah. you know, you know my motto is uh, hell. You really don't get all the time that you hear. Right. You sleep one third of the day. Right. You sleep one third of the fucking day, eight hours. Mm -hmm. About time you're 60 years old, you slept 20 years. Mm -hmm. What the hell is that about? <laughs> this is why I try to wake up an hour early. Shit, a little bit more life. You know, that's one eight. Darius, I wanted to run something by you. No, because I'm with you. You have been on tour with some of the greats. Yes. You have performed with some of the greats. Okay, yeah. But you also write yes. a lot of jokes for other people. Yes, and more so punch up and assist. That's what it is. I, I, I feel, you know what I do even more so than I actually have written material mm -hmm. and said, uh, you can just have this or maybe I go on before a lot of guys and that's one of my selling points I say take me on tour and then by me being spontaneous and and when I get off to off the stage I say kind of pick what you just saw because everyone can't go off the cuff you know yeah. the headliners can't I have a set and then I can be free so when I get off yeah. they'll be like what the fuck yeah cause he can that? freestyle you freestyle they your say, ass what off what the fuck is that yeah so, he freestyles his so ass it, off uh, yeah, yeah I think of myself as it's, I don't even want to say sad because I always see Scotty Pippen not happy but as, <laughs> as an uh, as an uh, as a, a someone that helps someone be great mm -hmm. because he wants to have the title up. Now, I don't know if he wants to have he it. Won, he always wanted his own team. Yeah, he wanted his own team, but you can be the top assist, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like that's John what Stockton. Like John Stockton, why in the hell Scotty not happy? And why, and, and yet, and why, and even though Magic is a different a player, but yet he was known for the look away pass. Mm -hmm. Scotty, just take it. You right. know how to help him. It's right. awesome. Right. It he is still, awesome. He was still considered one of the top 50 players. Of, it is of the awesome. Yes. Easily, but yet it's something that, and I don't know Scotty. I met him a few times, but it's something that if you don't own your greatness, you'll always feel as if you've never made it. Yeah. And I don't give a damn who I'm with. Mm -hmm. I'm the greatest that I am. Right. So let's go. And that's what kind of intimidates yeah. people. When I walk in with the V star, mm -hmm. like if I'm out with Bill Bellamy, some more, even the biggest names, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, we're together. I'm right. out with you. What the hell's going on? We walked in here together. I, I went to a show. Ew, man, it had to be four or five years ago, and it was at the oh, what is that? The arena down? It was at was it the Chaffetz? The Chaffetz? I think it was at the Chaffetz, and uh, 
you were doing, you were emceeing. Yeah. You I were walking around. I know what you're talking about. And you did the old school, what's I, your name? I what's your zodiac sign? And with, Cheryl, Cheryl Underwood. Underwood yeah. I, I remember. You Cheryl, Cheryl Underwood was the opening act. No, she was supposed to MC. Right. We had about 8,000 folks. Lil Duval was supposed to be there, he but he... He been there to promote us, said, yep. Darius, switch, let's do this. Right. And because they came to town, they know I have a huge following in St. Louis. So they mm -hmm. was like, can you talk about the show to mm -hmm. give us that kick? And mm -hmm. Cheryl was running late. So I went up like you. You definitely... Do you know? I remember. I consider that one of my... I would say one of my top eight. Mm. Ever, oh, because it was a you. That was you total know, freestyle. That was he wasn't freestyle. even supposed to be up there. Yeah. And Cheryl said, "Hey, don't, don't you leave, Darius. You stay on this stage." Why did you? I, I didn't. Even, I, I thought she wished she had, that to me. She had you. How did you know her? that? Because she was afraid she was just doing. You can see her body language. I did not. That's exactly what she said. You see her body language. I was leaving. I was like, "Give it up for Cheryl Underwood." And you and was she walking off. She grabbed me because I've mm -hmm. known her over the years. She was like, "Don't leave me up here yet. I ain't back to myself yet." Because she had been doing the the talk show, mm -hmm. and it takes a minute to go yeah. from, "Hey guys, being on alive, the view," and, the view <laughs> and all to that. To being in front funny. of a room full of black folks. So that was the first time me uh, twenty thousand black people we co-hosted together. Right on stage. This is the first duo being I left a, my ass two comics on stage together. Mm -hmm. That's why I came up with that uh, graphic ass joke, but I told yeah. her she could have that. Right. It was, it was a. It was kind of. I don't know if I could say it, but it was kind of. Uh, 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 it was. You can say whatever you want, man. All right. The joke was, and right now it's okay. one of my biggest jokes, but I don't include the version of because she was on stage talking about <laughs> talking about why do guys always try to put different items in a woman. Right? Mm -hmm. And she was like, from a deal, though, they grab things when they mm -hmm. are lacking. They always trying to put something in a damn one. She said, do you know this one guy tried to uh, put a banana in me? And then I, she was like, Darius, why would this guy, it's spontaneous. He said, why would this guy try to put a banana in me? I said, out of nowhere, probably just merely trying to feed that fat ass monkey. <laughs> The place went crazy. I knew I was going You know how those moments happen. Uh, yeah, you know, I said he was yeah. trying to feed that fat ass monkey. And then we high five and then the places, everyone in the shape, it's 8,000 yeah. people took off running. Yeah, it was one of those moments. And we then, mean, black people know how to express themselves, don't we? To that day, we laughing, I, man. I, that, was, I, that was a stick of the Dev Comedy Jam, right? Yeah. People falling in the aisles yeah. and, and heads and that's exploding. Freedom. That was freedom. That's what yeah. Dave Chappelle is talking about. Right. Even though I wish he would days back, relax man. and just hide because now he's... I, I, listen, I'm not here to tell you, but I know Dave Chappelle has another level of laughter in him because he's become the... Uh, the information guy, which is good. Right. I like it. Right. But I know, I hope he's not trapped. He should have a right to be ignorant ass Dave. Well, and that's, that was, I think that was kind of the dilemma that drove him out of the show. Yeah. You know, I think he was really kind of, am I, am I being a comedian? Am I being an actor? Or am I just here as a court jester? Yeah, exactly. You know, am I yeah. am I making a fool out of myself for people? I've been through you that know? whole process. It's and he was talking tough. about that on the David Letterman thing yeah. I watched last week. You yeah, know, like, uh, uh, it's called uh, Up Next or something. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. My next guest. My, my next, next guest. guest. Yes, yeah, I, he, I he, just he, he was talking about this. Like, you know, he's doing something he had on blackface. Yeah, and exactly. you know, he said he heard the wrong laugh. The wrong kind of laugh. Ha ha ha! Then there's that condescending, like, look at this motherfucker. You know. Yeah. And you, there's a thin line, man. That's a thin line. That's a thin between line. Laughing with you and laughing at you. Yes, sir. And that's the point. Laughing uh, uh, at you mm -hmm. is, the, is the pain of a comic. Mm. Because now you're the you're the target. Right. And so you're not the MC. You're not the headliner. Right. Anymore. You're a court jester. That's it. You know, bring yeah. in the royal fool. Bring your ass up here. Wear your tap dance shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So no one wants to lean in the joke with da 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 da. <laughs> Like, Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's something, especially on your social media, you do, I think, a great job of is kind of balancing jokes with raising awareness over yeah. social issues. There you go. And, you know, a dash of advocacy yeah. in there as there, well. There you go. You've shared some videos that I don't think people would normally laugh at, but yeah. they're definitely... Pay yeah. attention to. Yeah, they pay attention. You got. I believe in everything in moderation, mm -hmm. and that's what kind of balances the room because you know, being too going too real lifey can kind of take people out of their moment, mm -hmm. and then sure. you just come back with a, some 
ignorance and it kind of balances it. Mm -hmm. It's just as it's just as uh, understanding as uh, salt and 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 sugar. You know, it's just that same weird thing that happens the very moment you like. I kind of I feel bitter, but but then here comes the sugar and they call it bittersweet. Sure. <laughs> nice, right? So and, yeah. and it kind of works. Yeah. Absolutely. I like the fact that I like the fact that you. Number one, I like the fact that you freestyle as easy as you do. Yeah. But I also like the fact that you're a regular person. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. You know, you kinda you kinda you kinda bring the hood to the stage, yeah. but you're not hood. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. You can you, you can be relatable yeah. as 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 somebody from the hood yeah. without actually overstating it. But that comes with maturity too, because I'm actually from the uh, I actually come from some my family and my relatives from the some of the hardest parts of the city mm -hmm. and I've experienced them truly more in depth than I could even share but at the same note I was able to get back to the county you know my father was young and he moved to University City when it was uh, um, more so not as diverse but they they just opened up uh, African-American home ownership mm -hmm. and my dad was a go-getter and so I but his family and relatives they still lived in the heart of it so I had the balance of it and that's what you yeah, see yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's what I know and but yet still who I am so all right tell us, tell us about a time when you bombed like bad uh, I bombed. or you had a heckler that, that actually kicked your ass no uh, what it was uh, by the grace I, I, <laughs> I know people are gonna hate this story I don't really have a bunch of bombs but I do have a bunch of fears and that was um, certain people like when we tour especially tour with said and being uh, popular like if someone else gets to go up you know people come in and they be like yo we gonna have to let him go up for a minute and I'm on a ticket you know so they had to go up before me you might have a say have a whole like one time Eddie Griffin nobody like to follow said I heard that plenty yeah. of times yeah but me and said yeah said is a uh, strong because he but then he has his own audience but he's not overly intimidating stand up strong but someone like Eddie Griffin yeah. is uh, wild, especially years ago mm -hmm. at, in Atlanta and excited. So I'm on a ticket with Sid, and they was like, "This I'll, I said, I'll never do this. Yet. We're going to have Eddie Griffin go up before you. And <laughs> you go up. But I'm kind of a rookie a little bit. But Eddie, right. when he used to wear the look, the court dressed the hat yeah. and the colored hat. Yeah, yeah. And then he would do Michael Jackson, and he, Eddie was like, uh, up with what the fuck up? <laughs> and all that. He went up and destroyed this is and I, <laughs> he destroyed the fuck out of this room. Mm. I was so fucking scared. You know, this is the first time I pussied out. <laughs> I just said, you know what? You know, with the momentum of the show, I think we should just go right to say it. <laughs> that was the first time and I didn't go up. Hey, you know what's funny is they said so the exact afraid. same thing on that documentary I was watching about Eddie Griffin at the comedy store. Yeah. Like people would not would not they would not go up there after that. Yeah, but this goes to show. And then and he'll see this. And he's a friend of mine. Then years later, of course, being you on the Ricky Smiley, me. he's I know something happened, but uh, you know uh, Ricky Smiley yeah. morning show. Mm -hmm. Of course, I was on there for years doing. Do you know I got so popular just from that three minute segment mm -hmm. where I would call in late for work. Just a three minute segment, but we in 50 Cause I was in, I was still in Atlanta when it started. There you and go. I used to hear it every day. We did in Dallas. Me and my kids used to look forward to that on the drive in. school. There you go. I got so popular. Me and uh, Eddie had a show I was booked on in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. But you know, and I, it's the change in the guards. And I have to go up first mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. But by now I'm on the radio. I have a huge fan base, mm -hmm. and I'm free. Mm -hmm. And I go up, and Eddie, one time, had a problem because I was, uh, I got my. He was on. He had no idea I was determined to get my lick back. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't do shit to me, this man. And I said, you know what? I need you, you to did. feel what I felt. Yeah, and then I went up it. and I ripped it. And Eddie, uh, we had two shows, and believe it or not, the second show, I went up after Eddie. Oh, no. And his, so but you did it this time, though. I did it, and I, 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 I was vindicated. Yeah. And, and, and there it is, and I'll never let, uh, there's nobody. I, I was said on camera and throughout. 
That's absolutely because once you know yourself, you're not in competition with anyone. Mm. It's your turn. Right. It is merely your turn. Right. Nobody is saying, damn, I got a bat after Mark McGuire shit. <laughs> you know, it's just your turn at bat. Right. Don't get Mark into it. Because <laughs> if you start thinking well, you got to do what Mark did, your ass is, you are the out. Mark. <laughs> so, you going to strike out. So, man. yeah, so no. End it now. As all, everyone, I say your moment is your moment. And it, no one else is uh, uh, involved. So you have to do it. And that's what I do. I have my moment. And that's what's life. And I measure that on, you know, my everyday thing. Even though, you know, you're still going to have moments, but still. Oh, yeah, I, love yeah. I love that. Man, we're we a business podcast, yeah, you know. There you go. And we talk about business. It's, it's motivational at the same time. Yes. But we just like to have fun. Yeah, yeah, that's guy, what it is. Me and this guy been having talk fun business. for years, There man. you go. And do it. I love it. Because you're informative and, you know, you relax and just, you know, and that's the, the key to make sure you have a, a, a business-ass good time. Right. Because it can get kind of a... Uh, Businessy. No, we're not, we're not going to do that. That's the problem that we see in a lot of our peers or yeah. people that are asking us for advice is they take themselves so seriously. They, and it's like, oh, I got to do this and this and this and this. And it's like, yeah. you also got to be yourself, yeah. have some fun along the way, and enjoy yeah. each other's company. And you don't have to work 20 hours a day yeah. to get and, there. And, but I tell so you what. There's days you might, but not every day. You know, and I'll say, you know, in front of her, even meeting George, you know, and we've had a few talks and things going on, but in, in actuality, probably unbeknownst to him, just to, but it is very necessary for balance because, you know, I'll just joke and move and do what I got to do, but then there's a, a George that says, don't forget, this shit got to be in order. You know, you can have oh. a good time. You, you, yes, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. no different than growing up as a child. Right. You can have a ball in this room. But your ass better clean it up. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's and it. that's what the motto yeah, is. Joy says, have a great time and live your full life, but make sure it's cleaned up too. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, I, oh, that's, that's a, that was a lesson. That was a, that was the way I was raised, but I also had to relearn that lesson too. Yeah. Because you get you, you fall off, you know. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's that's just how it goes. That's what the failure part is about. Yeah. You know, I think I think that I don't think there was anything <clears throat> that I needed in life, either through my parents, my uncles, my cousins, my friends, my teachers, my pastors, people that was in my community. Right. I don't think there was anything that wasn't instilled in me when I was growing up. Right. I just have a tendency to forget and get off track. Right, but you know, there goes that prodigal son in you. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, I, I got it figured out, or yeah, you just get lazy you know, and you just want to sit there and eat Cheetos and flick chops. Nothing know? like having what you need with you, whether you use it or not. Right. Because you can swear up and down, you don't need a can opener <laughs> until your ass get to a pantry. And you realize, damn, that's all they have is canned goods. You right. know, because you're so used to unwrapping a sandwich. Right. Waiting until you have to open a goddamn sardine can. <laughs> You be like, oh shit! What? Okay. Yeah. Oh my god! Right. I'm right. gonna skip the spam though. The spam. Oh, bro. Yeah. I, I had a flu of that. I never. You never. know, spam ain't shit. Anytime it's uh, associated with a computer virus. <laughs> they be like, what was she? What was we named this bullshit? Spam. That's what. It is. <laughs> Everybody hates some bullshit that don't nobody want. It's an acronym, I think. Yeah, yeah like, I believe it, it, it is. Something yeah, like, I forgot. Yes, yeah. but still the fact that it even ends up being spam. Oh, yeah. So yeah, for, for a piece of an animal to end up in a can of spam, something went really, so really something wrong. Something went really wrong. What are we gonna what? do with this? Yeah, man. We got all this leftover. I'm not even sure what part of the cow this came from. Right. Put it in yeah, spam. spam. I don't know. Just spam it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They didn't even want to make hot dogs out of it. Oh, oh, yeah, it's beneath, it's beneath the, hot the hot dog. The spam is beneath the damn hot dog. Yeah, man. I mean, if that isn't just like a reality check. That's yeah, it right yeah, there, yeah. ain't it? Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough day, man. That's a rough day. That's a rough day when you got to eat spam. Yeah. I think I'm going to start using that as a... Uh, a moment of not good, uh, uh, didn't go correctly. You've been hoodwinked, yeah, all that. You know, <laughs> so, you've been spammed. So let's talk about St. Louis, man, because what a lot of people around the nation don't realize is the amount of comics that have come out of this city. Right. Without even a re and we've never really had a comic scene. Yeah. You know, we don't have the L.A. scene. We don't have the New York scene or the Atlanta scene. St. Louis is like we just funny, we, and, and we'll take our show on the road. And, uh, 
you said the Tory brothers, yes. Chris Red, Red, Red Fox, Red, Red Fox, Fox going back, yeah, but Dick yeah, Gregory, Dick Gregory, uh, it's sad to say all the uh, and uh, Lavelle Crawford, Lavelle, I can't forget Lavelle about that. Yeah. He'll be he's hilarious soon after Helium. And, okay, uh, I gotta so, see him. He's, yeah, he's, we'll bust he's up hilarious. in there for sure. Cause, yeah, we going in there. We going, we going through the kitchen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the best thing about it. Olivelle are already Olivelle would have met us in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he lost exactly. all that weight now. Remember the Vale started with comedy competition. That's so crazy yeah. how life goes. Yeah. Uh, comedy competition, yeah. Yeah, he, he he's he's one of my favorites. That's too. the thing. Yeah. When you still at those names, the common denominator is unfortunately for St. Louis, all of those guys had to uh, step away. You know, yeah, even, they had to leave. I, I, I even in order to become popular and get television and all the shows I've done, I had to, you got to go. But due to social media now and uh, after some things me and you've talked about on, you know, just putting content out there, mm -hmm. you can actually, uh, if you're if you're witty enough and willing, you can make the best out of where you are if mm. you shoot it right. Just yeah. like this right here. This right. is not about St. Louis. Right. This is about uh, putting it out there. Yeah, true. Now we can go. Right. Now you guys can hit it. Now you finna hit your 100,000 uh, uh, lit followers and mm -hmm. listeners, and then it'll multiply, and then before you know it, mm -hmm. you got a weekly million folks tuned mm -hmm. in. And everything changes, you know, so that's what happens. Even as a fan of comedy, right, you try to go to the comedy yeah. store in L.A., I mean, you can't yeah. this year, but yeah. you don't know that you're going to get a seat or you're going to you even get in. You don't know. Right? I was and there. When I there's kicked been, off, the I The Funny went. Bone's been around for 100 years. Yeah. But, you can, but in St. Louis, you can always go up to the Funny Bone and get a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Any night. You can get two for one ticket. That's what I'm saying. The, the, I think the fan base... In St. Louis is what the problem That's is. That's what it is. I think, yeah, I, and maybe just, I think the art of, uh, you know, it's just like any business. Just think of it like a business. And if there's not, uh, if this is not a restaurant town, like St. Louis is a tavern town. Mm. We do big numbers on small bars. Yep. That's what this thing is. You know, it's not a nightclub town. And right. once we celebrate that and they do the promo of that and own it, then mm. we'll be, yo, make sure you come in town. We're tavern hopping, St. Louis. Yeah. We're going hopping, <laughs> and just own it. And then St. Louis tavern, you can go to Louis, you can go to, just own right. it right. and let that be our thing, right. like the trolley in yeah. San Francisco. We're never, we're not, it's not a bottle service town. It's not a bottle service town. Right. And we want every now and then they try to do it and come out with the sparklers and shit and that's not St. Louis. Catch on fire. Put well, the all yeah. it. It's not St. Louis and everybody loves to look down their nose on those places that are trying to be oh you're trying to be Miami. Yeah. Oh, you're trying to be LA. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He, 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 he bring in some bring in some heavy hitters. They definitely but then they're a chain too, so they're all over the country. You know? Oh okay. So that they, yeah, that's what the thing is. You know, the big names they can't really come and fuck around other places because you got four more heliums that you need to do annually right. and that's a real big bag you may get a hundred well not now but you can easily get a hundred thousand dollars over the weekend at a helium comedy club mm -hmm. and if they have four and that you, around five around the country, you thinking that half a million dollars is pretty strong. You yeah. Know? So and then you get to do it once a year. Mm. But let your ass go to a city where helium is and they and 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 not do theirs. And you think you got to do the other three? Mm. They got strength and said, you know what? How about this? You mm. don't do any of ours. Gotcha. And so, so I mean, that, it's almost their brand protecting themselves yeah, and keeping the outsiders out. So. That being said, on the next level, there are guys that can fill arenas. Yes. Okay? But there's only a handful of them. Yes. To get on that status. You got Dave, you got Kevin Hart. Yes. I don't even know if Kevin Hart can still do it. Yeah, he definitely can. It's he, uh, Kevin will. Yeah? You think he still fills stadiums? Kevin will. Kevin Hart. Who else is there? It's not many. That's why you get multi-acts. You'll get right. a show with a bunch of acts that each one of them individually could probably bring a thousand folks. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, come into the Schaefer's Arena, Tommy Davidson, John Witherspoon, right. Mike Epps, right. some more. It's the all-in for laughter right. comedy right. band. Right. Right. Dun, dun, dun. And then they come together. Yeah, and they'll feel the shape is real quick. Yeah, because, but, you know, they, yeah. could, they don't make money like going to a helium because, you know, all, the, all these comedy clubs are restaurants. 
Right. That's strictly, it's, they're no different than Applebee's. If the Applebee's had a stage and they said, we're going to have a special guest here, and they said, and it's going to be $30 to get in, and there's a two-item minimum. They're like, we don't give a shit about that $30. We sell two for 20 plates anyway. Mm -hmm. So that money never, but it generates a, a ridiculous amount. You know, the you food and think, drinks is worth. You got to think over a weekend, 1,500 folks paying an average of $30. You know, you're doing five shows, mm. and, you know, 300 people a piece. Mm. Fifteen hundred people mm. at thirty dollars. Mm -hmm. You know, they, you know, yes, that, they all, did all right for a week. They did all right, and, that, and then all of the, all of the food and, and drink revenue goes to the yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but some people like Lavelle Crawford in Texas, shit, he did ten shows one weekend. <laughs> Leveled out now because now they're only a hundred. Like I can sell out everywhere now because you, <laughs> you hundred twenty five seat uh, capacity. Right. So now you do that. So now it's like oh now. Now I'm important, asshole, because right. the, the, the bigger names can't come here because the, the money isn't there, mm -hmm. so they'll weather wait it out. Mm -hmm. So now you go right at me and say, can you come in for $10,000 uh, for four shows?